0: Tuned into Breaking the Mask of Depression with your host, Diva with Depression. Welcome to Breaking the Mask of Depression with the Diva with Depression. And this is the Diva with Depression. Hey guys, I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope that your year is going well so far. I hope you guys were enjoying your Black History Month and all that good stuff. I, I had said that I wasn't going to do anything, um, any shows this month because I had a lot going on. I had a proposal to, to do. I had an interview to do. My baby brother is getting married this month. So I was going to try to stay away from, you know, doing anything too big and too serious. But two things came across my plate and I said, okay, well, let me just address it. I speak about things that go on in the black and brown community all the time. I mean, that's my platform. And so every time I come across something, I try to relate it to my show. Like, what, what does that have to do with mental illness or mental wellness, mental health, and black and brown communities? So it was, it was I want to say it, it bothered me when, when these two things crossed me. So I want to share them with you. The first thing that... I've been following for a few weeks is the black woman follow train on TikTok. And what that what that is is the black creators, the black content creators over on TikTok have been um having their material, their ideas, their their platforms in some cases stolen from them and white content creators are taking their their platforms, you know, their ideas and and some of their content. And so what black women on TikTok decided to do is to have a black woman follow train, which means that black women were going to start following each other. And that would bring more, that would highlight more content creators, more black woman content creators, uh, shake up the algorithm a little because you know everything on social media is a freaking algorithm, and so they started the black woman follow train. It had nothing to do with discrimination, racism, anything, it was just that this was um, a way to get more, f- um, more, I don't know, more, more awareness around the black female content creators over on TikTok. Well the white content creators, specifically the white women content creators, are in uproar. I mean, they've got their their food looms all over in a bunch over there because, you know, now we're racist, now we're discriminating against them, now we're just the most horrible people in the world and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And as you can imagine it, it it has become pretty violent in some cases the the name calling and you know the swipes against the black content creators and and just it's just been very nasty and we know in the black and brown communities how ugly it can get when people of other races <laughs> feel like they are you know, being left out of something or or feeling slighted in some sort. So that was my first thing. And, and I said that I was going to try. I'm not big over on TikTok. You know, I do post. I do have a, a you know, a small following, but I, I'm not a major content creator. But I wanted to keep that that particular story in the back of my mind because I wanted to address it at a later date. But then something else happened. You know, Facebook has um, the memories that pop up, and so a memory popped up on my Facebook page, and it was, you know, on my on my Diva with Depression Facebook page, and it was a, a memory of something that was posted on my blog, because at that time I just had a blog, I didn't have a made you know a big platform or anything, just a blog. And I posted a blog about mental illness and black women. And I was very specific about making it about black women because I'm a black woman (laughs) living with mental illness. So that's, listen, I I have never ever um, shied away from the fact that that's why I started this platform because of, the the neglect in the the black and brown communities as far as mental health care is concerned that was the trigger for me starting my platform now i it's my platform is open to everybody i respond to everybody i talk to everybody i work with everybody you know there this is nothing against any other race but i want to highlight what's going on in our communities because we Are being neglected we are dying at higher rates and we do not have proper psychological care in our communities and so that was the push for me to start my blog a couple of years ago so one of my first blog posts I you know I don't even remember the name of it but this is this is the message that was left how about we help all of us All colours, all sexes with depression. Are we seriously making this about race now? You've gotta be kidding me. So sad. And of course she put all and in caps, you know, throughout the the reply. Now I did not I don't think that I replied to her. I don't remember. That was uh you know I don't even remember how long ago that was, but I know that I didn't reply to her. What I did was I wrote a blog post responding to what the comment that she left on my page and like I said you know I highlighted that I am a black woman I am living with a mental illness I am a sister I am a daughter I am a mom all of these things and this is what my platform was going to highlight so combine that with the black woman follow train um, issue going on. I said that I wanted to do a short podcast episode about some things some mostly uh facts, mostly percentages um mostly void of opinions that highlights what we as black people suffer through and why there are there are many let me I don't even know how to phrase this why we have to highlight what goes on in our communities because if we don't highlight it if we don't make noise about it it won't it'll be ignored It'll continue to be ignored because it's already annoyed, ignored. So it'll continue to be ignored. And for some reason, people of other races do not want to recognize these slights, these these statistics, these facts. And not only don't they want to recognize it, they just want to ignore it. Because if they ignore it and act like it doesn't exist, then they can't be accused of you know insert <laughs> you know insert word so i said that i you know i went i went through you know some of my my notes and you know of course I, you guys know that i'm i'm always looking for a good google fact and i said I, that gave me the idea let me highlight some of the facts and statistics surrounding different issues that affect affect the black and brown community and so I I, I started I did a list and I don't I tried not to make it a long list because I could have gone on all day you know because we have so much going on but I'm going to start so in 2020 NAMI which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness posted that 17.3% of Blacks live with a mental illness. 37.1% Blacks seek treatment. The, black, the The attempted suicide rate for Black females in high school states that 60% more black female high schoolers than white female high schoolers attempt suicide. So that means that us moms, (laughs) you know, of daughters have to worry about our children attempting suicide as a higher rate than moms of other races. Another fact from Pathlight.com black like black adults are less likely likely to have health insurance and so when we talk about health insurance you may have say let's just say you have Medicare. Medicare is strictly across the board medic medical coverage. That does not include dental coverage that does not include um, vision coverage that does not clu- include prescription coverage. So that means that someone with Medicare may find a psychologist and a psychiatrist, and they Medicare will cover most of the costs for those doctor's visits, but Medicare will not cover the cost of prescriptions for the mental illness medications that, are needed. So that is why it is important to highlight that black adults are less likely to have health insurance. Another fact from Pathlight, 48% of blacks report discrimination as a stressor. I've shared with you that I had my breakdown at work and do you want to know what led up to my breakdown at work? The constant harassment by this white supervisor because they wanted to get rid of my job and so he felt that the best way to do that was to just keep you know doing slick little things underhanded things to try to get me to quit my job and it was myself and it was another worker and so You know, the whole atmosphere at this company was horrible, but this is part of the problem that led up to me having a breakdown. And so unless you're in that situation, unless you are being discriminated against, unless you are being harassed at work, unless you have, you know, human resources ignoring you and different things like that, you will not understand part of how discrimination is a stressor for Black people, and work is just one segment. You know, we we won't we can go on and on about schools, colleges, discrimination, hell, supermarkets. We can go on about that, food deserts. We can go along. We can just go on and on about different things. But forty-eight percent of Blacks report these issues as a stressor to them. The American Psychological Association. 2% of psychiatrists in America are black. 4% of psychologists in America are black. You know what that means? That means that (laughs) the small percentage of blacks that are seeking care mental health care are not going to get to see and work with a psychologist or a psychiatrist of their color. I was living in New Jersey when I started this platform and what made me start the platform is that there was one black psychiatrist in the whole region that I was living in. One of the largest states in in, in the in America, United States, and one black psychiatrist, and that one black psychiatrist was forty minutes away from my house. There that was it. <laughs> the psychologists, the pool was even low. I don't even think that there were any black psychologists in my area. And and I'm being perfectly honest with you. And that is what drove me to start the platform. Because If you, as a black person, are going to a psychologist to discuss your issues, nine times out of ten, you're going to get a psychologist that does not understand your issues, that does not understand your culture, that did not take the time to even learn portions of your culture. They just didn't give a shit, number one. Number two, that's not required of them they can get their degree without even you know glimpsing about what other races are going through so so why care because they can they can live without it and so although many of us have seen psychologists and psychiatrists of other races and have been successful and and working with these people, it it does it's there's no comparison to working with someone who gets you, you know, who understands what you're going through. And so, that's a huge chunk. That's something that needs to be paid attention to. Statista dot com, nineteen point five percent. 8 million people are black and living in poverty compared to 8.2% of whites. 19.5% compared to 8.2%. Poverty. Food deserts. No health care. Horrible education system. Need I go on? This is why things are separated. These are the reasons why our issues are being highlighted. And we have to scream at the top of our lungs. Because this... 8 million people? Are you kidding me? And I don't understand how, you know, other races get angry at us for highlighting these things if you are part of the human race like so many say they are then wouldn't it bother you that 8 million humans are suffering 8 million humans are living in poverty 8 million humans are living in situations worse than a third world country Isn't that what the human race is supposed to be caring about? We're all supposed to be caring about each other? No, we don't care. Neighbor.org. 40% of the homeless population is black. 40%. And we already know how the world treats homeless people. We already know that the homeless population is made up of our veterans, uh, or people of color. 40% of the homeless population is black. How can you be angry at me? for wanting to highlight that. So 40% of the po- the homeless population is black. Don't you think that other blacks are concerned about that number? Don't you think that that's something that weighs on our hearts, that that's something that we have to worry about? And if it's 40%, that means that millions of us are affected because we have family members that are homeless. We have friends that are homeless. What part of that should be ignored? <sighs> Statista.com. 225 blacks were killed by police in 2022. And that's just 2022. Okay. And that's just 225 blacks. We're not talking about the other races included in our brown communities. Do you know what it's like to turn on your TV and have... 24 hour footage of a black man being murdered on TV 24 hours you're watching a black man being slaughtered on TV and in the past three years alone and that's just counting three years I can name three men off the top of my head that we had to watch being slaughtered in the street. And we had to watch that 24 hours a day. And if we turned off the TV and turned on the radio, then we had to listen to it. And if we turned off the radio and bought a magazine or a newspaper, then we had to read about it. 24-hour footage of a murder that is affecting our race. Do you understand what that does to a person? According to The Guardian, between 2013 and 2022, Blacks were three times more likely to be killed by police than whites three times more likely to be killed by police than whites. And so not only is that something that we have to live with, that we have to watch, do we have to hear, but then we have to watch just the kid that murdered the people in the church in Charleston, number one, they took him into custody alive. Number two, they stopped for Burger King on the way to jail. He just murdered eight to nine people there was a there was footage I think it was last year or sometime of a police officer, a man. They pulled over for whatever drunk driving. And this man not only assaulted the police officer, went for the police officer's weapon, and then ran. And the officer is chasing him. And he got caught because he fell. And you know what? The officer handcuffed him, picked him up, and took him and put him in the back of the car. No injuries. No murders. No nothing. This is the flip side of what we have to watch. Because one night, you are murdering our black and brown men, and we have to watch that. And then the next night, we see the exact opposite happening to a white man doing the same exact thing that a black man did and was murdered for. This is, this is what we have to live with. And this is what is bothering the people of white America, the highlighting of these statistics. The Bureau of Prisons, that's BOP.gov, 38.4% of prison inmates are black. 38.4% of prison inmates are black. We all know what the prison system is like. We've all had a glimpse into life behind bars. 38.4% of our men and women are part of the prison population. And those that do come out who are lucky enough to, to come home have to live with the psychological damage. They have to live with being treated as a a criminal for the rest of their life. They are denied opportunities as far as housing and employment is concerned. So 38.4% of blacks are prison inmates. There's no counting the number of blacks that are released from prison and that are still living as if they're in prison or being treated as if they are still prisoners. The Commonwealth Fund reports the maternal mortality rate is three times higher for blacks than white women. So that means that our women are dying at a higher rate than white women. These are women that are supposed to be celebrating the happiest time of their life, bringing another life into the world. And we're losing our moms at a higher rate than white women. And you just don't lose a mom. That's somebody's daughter. That's somebody's wife. That's somebody else's mom, a sister, a friend. And we are supposed to ignore these facts and carry on and function normally and not be angry. And the last one that I have. The March of Dimes reports that the infant, t- infant mortality rates of black infants is 10% compared to 46 of white infants. 10% of black infants are dying compared to 4.6% of white infants. Lack of quality health care. Lack of medication, lack of concern, lack of quality health institutions, the hospitals in black and brown neighborhoods, holy cow. I grew up in Brooklyn and I can name two hospitals, Brookdale Hospital and Kings County Hospital. And in Brookdale Hospital, it's you you're scared to, if you're sick, you're scared to even go to the emergency room because there have been shootings inside the emergency room. King's County Hospital, I remember when we were younger, and <clears throat> my mother would have to take my myself and my younger brother because you know we had different issues going on when we were younger and We can be in the emergency room for at least 12 to 15 hours, if not more. Just waiting to be seen. My brother had asthma. That means that his breathing was being affected. And you still had to sit there. And, you know, that was over, I mean, that was over 40 years ago. But it's still the same. It's still the same. You know, I can't even speak about certain things because I get upset. Um, but when, just me personally, the things that I have seen throughout my life, It's it's no wonder, you know, that um, I'm struggling with some things and and I'm one person, you know, and as scary as some of the things that I've seen, there are people that have seen worse and worse and experienced worse. And we are expected to ignore our plight. Ignore our numbers and act like it doesn't exist or it's just a drop in a bucket or as that woman said what, aren't we all a human race aren't we all living with mental illness why do we have to bring race into it we have to bring race into it because it's part of who we are It's part of who we are. It's part of our everyday life. And for fuck's sake, it's part of the reason why millions of us are in therapy or millions of us are living with mental illness because there are specific things that affect black and brown communities that do not affect white communities. And until we get fair treatment across the board, these numbers are going to continue to rise and we're going to continue to die at higher rates for many different reasons and this is the reason why we people with different platforms have to keep highlighting why we have to separate our issues from the issues of others. Because if we don't keep highlighting them, and if we don't keep talking about them, they will be ignored, and they will be swept under the rug, and nothing will get done. So, yes, mental illness affects everyone. Yes, mental health is, mental wellness is important for everyone. But black and brown people have to take different steps to get to mental wellness because we have different issues to address. And I'm gonna keep talking about that. You know, I am a black woman. I am a black mom. I am a black sister. I am a black daughter. I'm a black friend. And I live with a mental illness. And I have to navigate the mental health system. And I have to, as an advocate and as a volunteer, I have to navigate the mental health um, (laughs) nonprofit system. When I volunteer and I go to different events i have to i i have to face head on that those people are not there to help me they're they're not addressing my needs they're not addressing the needs of my community and so if i don't continue to speak up if i don't continue to write about it continue to talk about it then what am i doing here so the next time someone of another race ask you why you're sharing your story or why you're highlighting the black and brown experiences remember some of these statistics and hell I know that y'all got some of your own and and you never have to be disrespectful you can just pull one of these statistics out of the out of the hat well ma'am, thirty eight point four percent of the prison population is black, and unless I talk about that, it's going to be ignored. End of story. So that is my contribution for Black History Month. It's not my only black contribution. Um, I'm shameless plug. I was interviewed for a black History series by the Afro Afros and Audio um, platform. They interviewed 28 independent podcast creators, and I was honored to be one of them. So if you want to go over to YouTube and check out the Afros and Audios Black History series, go on over. That's my shameless plug. That's what I did for Black, Black History Month. Um, I'm sharing this with you for Black History Month. Uh, our history is every month. You know, our history is every day, every month. It's not just one month. I I, I always say that it's one month that that everybody listens, you know, or attempts to listen. So, you know, I hope that this helps. I hope that by sharing some of these facts, other people can tune in and they can sort of start to understand why we say the things that we say and do the things that we do and you know I just hope it 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 leads to a conversation I hope it leads to enlightenment and I damn sure hope it leads to change so can I hope that you enjoy the rest of your black history month I hope that you are staying safe and well um we're not even gonna get into you know the the numbers of you know people getting sick again, but just stay safe and stay well. Thank you to Illumination Media and Technology for always helping me out and and taking care of my techie stuff. Of course, you can find them on all the platforms I wanna say that my baby brother did get married and so congratulations to him and my new sister in love I hope that they have many 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 more years of happiness ahead of them and I will talk to you guys soon and I will be bringing you new and wonderful things in the future take care stay well stay peaceful bye